Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having inside the agency. I'm Peter Ujicic, Head of Technology at Situation. And today I have two wonderful guests with me in the studio. Actually, one wonderful guest in the studio and one wonderful guest who is calling in remote. This is our first attempt at having a remote guest on Inside Situation. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but first, in the studio with me is our Executive Director of Project Manage- Management, Jackie Lau. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Peter. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. So glad you could be here today. And uh, our remote guest today is Grant Surratt. Grant, you are a senior front-end developer who happens to be a freelancer for us. Is that right? That's right. Cool. Well, welcome to both of you. I'm so glad uh, to be having this conversation. And initially, we were going to record this when you were in town, Grant, but uh, we had a change of plans and you are still working remotely. Can you can you tell us where you're working from or is that a secret? It is not a secret. I was in New York and that's when I first started working with Situation Interactive. And now I'm in San Francisco in the outer sunset. Um, we like to call it the outest sunset because it's so close to the beach. Wow. Uh, and it's a very beautiful place. No offense, but I think that the weather's a little better here than you're probably getting there. I think. Not to rub it in. Actually, well, yeah. I'm trying to rub it in. <laughs> yeah, you, and six, you, you succeeded with that. I think Jackie and I are both wishing that we were not here. It's, it's actually cold and rainy here today, so we are oh. officially jealous. Um, but thank you so much for both of you being willing to, to have this conversation. You know, our topic today is, is very apt to the both of you. And it, we wanted to talk about what it's like to freelance, um, for a creative agency. And Jackie, uh, you, you manage our, our development team and you manage a lot of the relationships we have with freelancers. Grant, you are a freelancer. But, but before we dive into the, the conversation, can you guys each ta- briefly just say what it is that you expand upon a little bit what you do here at the agency? Jackie, let's start with you. Okay. Um, yeah, I oversee the project management department um, as well as the development team and the freelance team. Um, so I'm really responsible for securing resources and making sure that we're staffed appropriately to execute all of the billable work that kind of comes through the agency. So it's all about um, staffing and process, and that's what I do. Fantastic. And Grant, uh, as a web developer, uh, can you expand a little bit more about kind of your uh, area of specialty uh, in front-end development and or anything else you'd like to say about being a freelancer? Sure. So as uh, as other web developers and, and other people involved, just anything in the digital space know, things change so quickly that it's pretty difficult to just stick on one thing. Everything changes so rapidly. So uh, often the, the projects fall in one of two camps, um, either... It's a larger project where I'm going to be with it for anywhere from uh, several months to a year or longer, or it's going to be some small, uh, what what I think of as mercenary work. It sounds like a dysphemism. It sounds like a bad thing. Um, but it's more uh, just a rush job, get in and fix some things, um, as opposed to being tied to a project long term. But what I'm usually doing is going to be a mix of uh, JavaScript, HTML, and CSS, whether it is uh, part of a larger framework like WordPress or other PHP frameworks, or if it's something that's more JavaScript driven from the ground up, like Angular projects. Um, And it's all just front-end work. 
I, I, I thank you so much. I love that description, the, that term. I've never heard that before, mercenary. Uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Harvey Keitel's character from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember his name. It was Mr. Fox? I don't know, but he was the guy who basically came in and, and saved the day uh, after, you know, spoiler alert, something bad. Happened. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to think of you any other way from now on. But um, great. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about how freelancing works here at the agency, Jackie. I know, you know, it's it's slightly different. We we do have full time developers on our team that are working remotely. We have full-time developers that are working here. But from your point of view, what is what is the distinction of a freelance developer and how do they fit in with the mix of the other types of developers that we work with? Well, we work with different types of freelance developers. Any Anyone from someone like Grant, who is this individual working at home, uh, to a, a company that we might partner with, uh, which also I would consider a freelancer. Um, and essentially, we try to divide it up so they're always working with one of our in-house developers so that there's sort of that team camaraderie and that they're working very closely together and we know what's going on uh, within the agency. So they have a buddy on the inside to exactly that they're kind of uh, you know working working hand in hand with to make sure that uh, they're they you know smoothing over some of those areas and those challenges sometimes of working remotely or just being thrown onto a project that needs an extra set of hands. Exactly. And what we found by doing that is we're able to build long-term relationships. Uh, Grant in particular has been with us for a couple of years now. Uh, and we've really seen that relationship, you know, blossom over time. And it's it's really nice when you have a team that can kind of work really closely together. I mean, Grant is a freelancer, but he feels like part of the team and everyone here considers him part of the team. Uh, so it just it just allows for that to happen. Yeah. yeah I, I, go ahead, Jen. Um, that, that's a big part of it. <clears throat> In my personal experience, I can easily say that that's not always the case in that I've worked with um, other digital agencies where either A, it's a little bit siloed and I'm just in my own little world on an island working on the project and then just delivering code where I don't interface with the other developers they have in-house. Or B, it's not as welcoming and it's not as paired between their developers and either um, either their developers are nervous about working with freelancers because they're uh, just intimidated or nervous about their job or who knows what the case might be, but in an environment where it's not well, warm and welcoming and where people want to pair and share. And it's uh, the, uh, very much the opposite with situation where um, I feel like part of the team and just one of the other developers in the group and everyone's really open about sharing uh, ideas and direction and opinions and it's it's really feels like I'm part of the group, which is great. Well, I I can certainly second Jackie's uh, sentiment and and yours, Grant. That we we definitely think of you as a member of the team, and it's really appreciated the commitment that you bring to the projects that you work on. You you and I were talking yesterday. You you started working with us in 2014. Is that right? That's right. I was um, prior to moving to New York. I had been working with an agency in Atlanta. Um, called Toolbox Number 9, a great agency. It's not too dissimilar from situation. It's a little smaller. Um, and in New York, I was really missing FaceTime and getting side-by-side with developers sometimes. And um, 
once I made the jump to freelancing, the situation was a great fit because I would come in the office sometimes and sit with everybody. Um, and it's been since then, it's crazy how much time flies. Was it really that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you think that the, your ability to come in and be in the office was one of the keys to kind of setting up the, the relationship that you just described about feeling like you're part of the team? Do you think that that's, that's uh, a mandatory part of, uh, uh, of the greatest kind of freelance relationships? Or is it just harder if you're only ever working remotely? That's a really good question. Um, and it's a difficult question. I wouldn't, I would hesitate to say that it was mandatory. I would say that, um, after several years of experience with freelancing and, um, and I've done some further in the past that it's not too uncomfortable for me to partner with a new team and, and pair with people remotely and feel comfortable. However, I think it really helps the developers who are in-house to see a new freelancer and meet them face-to-face um, and talk shop and get to know each other a little bit. And uh, that definitely sort of paves the way and helps build that uh, a good foundation for that relationship. Yeah, and I'll go a step further even. Uh, Grant, I know your time here, you are in the brains of all of our designers and project managers. Um, and I think that that is key to having awareness of, of this external player, you know, and, and making them part of the team. Um, well, that, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's a really good point. You as a, as a freelancer, Grant, you are an entrepreneur in some sense. You're kind of a small business owner of yourself. Do you feel like you have to wear, you know, those hats like any, you know, small business would, you, you, you have to do marketing for yourself. You have to do payroll for yourself. You, you've kind of bring, got to bring the full package of, of being a, a standalone resource uh, to, to the table every time you go after a new gig. Or do you find that that's something that comes naturally to you? Or has that been something you've developed over time? It's definitely an ongoing process to work on that. Um, it's my personality is that I tend to be interested in everything. So I would love to participate in every discussion possible, uh, which always isn't the best, obviously for freelancing. A lot of times it is better to have a laser focus and receive a set of objectives and then just execute them as quickly as possible. Uh, however, in, in these larger scale projects and, and the, the, a lot of the work that the situation does is extremely complex and it, it blends those divides between design and development. For instance, when you're doing very progressive UX, you need a lot of conversations that occur between the two teams. And for, as a freelancer, it's a tricky wicket sometimes to determine, should I just stay in my area and do what's passed over to me? Or should I reach out a little bit more and try to have some of these more uh, in-house type conversations with the designers to to bridge that gap. Um, and like I said, it can be a little bit of a, a juggle, like a balancing act to figure out how much I should integrate. And I have to say that it's been a really wonderful thing with situation in the respect that when I would like to speak with the designers or have those discussions, everyone on the team, both in the project management side and on the, the designers themselves are very open for collaborating and trying for all of us to get on the same page and work together as, as well as possible. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I, you know, the nature of how collaborative we are 
within the walls of the agency, I, th I think really lends itself to the personalities, traits that you've described about yourself. You know, I know our designers and Jackie, if, if, if you don't, if you disagree with me, please, please let me know. But I, I get the sense that our designers really want to work with developers that'll come back and both educate them and kind of come to the table with ideas about how stuff should be executed um, so that they can learn more and they can learn how to design better for, you know, an interactive environment. But also they really do want a partner who, who they feel like is in it with them, who has some skin in the game, who's not just, you know, taking a, a blueprint and executing it, and not hitting the mark, but who's going to want to go that extra mile to like really get the, the gist of what they were going after and, and, and really flesh that out. Do you, is that accurate, would you say, Jackie? 100%. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. And we're lucky to find, uh, you know, I, I will I will say, working with a number of freelancers through my career here at Situation, it is, I think, what you represent is somewhat rare, Grant. Uh, I, and that's one of the reasons I think we love working with you is that sometimes you do just want somebody who wants to be very explicitly told, you know, A, B, and C, follow these things in order and just kind of punch your time card. So whenever I think we find somebody who's going to bring a little bit more of themselves to the table and who, who wants to, who can bring ideas about how to make the product better, uh, I think that's really, um, we, we try to, to nurture those relationships as much as we can. Jackie, can you talk a little bit about the, you know, we've been working with Grant for years as a freelancer. There are some other freelancers I know that we've worked with. Uh, I'm thinking of Octavio on the design side, who we've worked with for many years. What is it like to find and nurture those relationships? And what kind of investments are you making to to make sure that the, the freelancers are happy? And, and when we're happy with their work, we, we hold on to them. This is actually not an easy question to answer because it is very difficult. Um, I think we've just been very lucky uh, with our with the freelancers that we're investing in, like Grant, like Octavio, they're very few in number. Um, but I do think we try to send them steady work. That's a big part of it. Uh, keep them engaged and be respectful of, of other things they might have going on. Um, that's the key part. And then really just trying to loop them into the conversation. Um, it's all about uh, keeping them in the conversation Making sure, again, their video chat is huge. I know conference calls achieve the goal, but seeing people's faces and even just being big on a screen in a conference room makes such a huge difference. People will walk by that never have worked with Grant and be like, oh, who is that guy on the screen? You know, and then we strike up a conversation about it. So it's really using those tools at our disposal, making sure they have the work um, and even trying to bring them in to help better the team. So when we went from flash banners to HTML5, Octavio was really helping us drive that. Uh, we paid, you know, we paid a consulting fee on that and he really helped with that. And it's really bringing them into the conversation versus giving them a task to do uh, for a particular project. I think that's where we found success. Right. Uh, and Grant was supposed to be here this week. That was our opportunity to bring him into the conversation. Uh, but we're sad that unforeseen circumstances didn't allow that to happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure that we'll we'll remedy that in the future as soon as we can can make it work with schedules. But I, I totally agree. I think, you know, we one of our very early podcasts, we've had her on a couple of times, Busy Coy, 
who used to work full time at that situation and now freelances with us on some projects. But every time I, she was in the office earlier this week and every time I see her stop by, it feels like uh, you're watching a sitcom and there's like a special guest star yeah. who came in. <laughs> and I, I think it's 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 nice. It kind of changes up the dynamic. And I think, uh, you know, we really do try to. Uh, make people, you know, we had a, a full company meeting this morning where we were talking about projects. And I know, Grant, uh, you got a shout out from Randy as part of the the team who helped build one of the projects that we just launched over the summer. So you are definitely in, in front of mind as, as we think about who's who, who are the members of our family. Oh, great. My, my ears were burning. Um, <laughs> Three <laughs> hours <laughs> earlier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, time zone adjustment. <laughs> oh, that's right. There were a couple of things I wanted to add to uh, what Jackie was just saying about, uh, from my perspective, the things that situation has done to make me feel good and comfortable and, and uh, those warms and fuzzies. There are lots of warms and fuzzies <laughs> from situation. Um, and I'm kind of a warms and fuzzies person. I like cat gifts and stuff like that. Um, so one of them is, is communication is key. And the, Jackie was saying, you know, video conferencing, which I really agree with because seeing people face to face and, uh, not making everything business talk 24 seven, but getting to know people on a personal level makes a really big difference, uh, especially from the freelance side where it can be isolating at times to feel like these aren't just people on the other coast doing work all day. These are real people and these are friends. Um, the, the other one, uh, is going to be people communicating very directly and being candid. That is one of the things that I cherish the most is when I find people that just shoot me straight and people that I can, uh, talk to directly, like I would any of my close, you know, personal acquaintances and friends here. Uh, and that's what I found over there. And I love that. The, the other thing is a little bit more indirect is I would say that hiring in general has a big impact. Uh, I alluded to this earlier, but the developers and designers and project managers that you have in-house, instead of people being very territorial and demarcating, this is my zone and these are the people that I work with in the office and this is what we have control over and excluding other people is is very uh, bad for this. And what you want are people that are, Hey, this person's a freelancer, but we'll share the information we have and see the information they have. And let's talk to the other groups. Essentially, when you have teams of people that are open to collaborating with everybody, both the other divisions inside the company and the freelancers that come in on projects, that makes a tremendous difference. So hiring the right people that are just open to collaborating is huge. Well, yeah, I I mean, it is something that I know, we, we spend a lot of time exploring when we are, you know, we, we've talked recently on the podcast about our interview process and about our recruiting process as well. Uh, you know, and with a freelancer, Jackie, I'm wondering if you can, you know, sometimes our, our entry into a conversation with someone who's working freelance is just to give them work immediately as opposed to sitting down with them and looking at their previous, I mean, we do look at their previous work, obviously, but it's, can you talk about the difference in the onboarding of working with a freelancer uh, and versus when we're looking to fill a role full time? Yeah. Onboarding a freelancer is very difficult. And I, to your point earlier, 
we go through a lot uh, and very few actually stay with us. And I think it's really uh, we need to to make sure that they have the right uh, spirit and they come from the same place that our agency does. And if they don't share that spirit, um, it's likely that we won't work with them long term. So the best way to really do that is to, you know, you kind of got to go out on a limb and give them some work and just see how that relationship unfolds. Nine times out of 10, it is not the actual work that the re- that is why the relationship doesn't work out. Rather, it's the spirit of the person you're working with. Mm. Um, and that's really like, do they do they take constructive criticism and are they willing to learn and are they willing to really have skin in the game? I think those are really important things for us. That's what we expect of our freelancers. And if they're the kind of person who, you know, is going to make excuses and, you know, charges for every 15 minutes that, you know, to, to get the job done. I'm not saying freelancers shouldn't charge. They absolutely should, but there's just a spirit of like, are we in this together or not? And if, if they're not, they typically are the ones that don't, don't stick around. Yeah, Jackie, I, I totally agree. I think that another thing is the work and the nature of situation itself. A lot of these projects are super exciting and Uh, It's cutting edge work. So not only is the technology very progressive, but also the topics themselves, the clients and the attitudes are the things that are really getting people talking and people are buzzing about. So it's exciting work. And if somebody's not interested in that, then it might be not the right fit. For instance, some people really like working on uh, financial planning software. You know, it's, it's a different realm. The other thing is that the pace is so fast in the digital agency world. Things really turn around quickly, and it's got to be the type of person that wants to jump in and knock things out uh, pretty much immediately. The, the other really big thing about freelancers, which is impossible, well, not impossible, I would, I would think pretty difficult to tell from the outside and for developers in general, is that you don't want a robot. And... What I mean by that is a robot is someone that comes in and says, tell me what you want done in a bullet form or in um, JIRA issues or whatever the case might be, and I'll knock it out. And you know, if the, if, then you go back to the person and say, well, what about this? Oh, it wasn't on the list. Okay, well, here it's on the list. Now do it. Uh, what you do want is someone that says, okay, here's what you want me to do. I will knock these things out. And I get what you're trying to accomplish with this project. And I see something that's wrong and, and this didn't quite make sense. So I'm just going to take that extra mile and think through this problem myself or just knock out these things that I see. And that can be a really big difference between developers. That's not so immediately evident. But with time, you can determine that there are two different types of people. They're the ones that just want a list of things to do and they'll do it. And then there's a, a type of person that just wants to be involved with the spirit of the project and be a team member and do whatever it takes to get those things done. Yeah, and, and Grant, I think you've, you've really hit the nail on the head on the difference between freelancing at an agency versus a freelance web developer who might be just maintaining a website for a brand one-on-one. You know, if you, if you're the, there are certainly people that just want to kind of keep the same thing running, keep the ship steady, but that's, that's really not what we do here at Situation. We're constantly moving on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You know, there's a, a certain amount of maintenance that goes on, but I think what excites us here at the agency and in the nature of the live events business and uh, what you were describing is kind of the, yeah, let's let's knock this one out of the park and then move on to the next 
project. And I think when we find that 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 feeling that somebody is also excited by it, that's what makes the relationship really good for us. But you, you mentioned yeah, earlier I, that in the spirit of candor, uh, that you um, you like it when people shoot straight. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to shoot straight at you with a question. Be honest with us. Isn't it nice okay. as a freelancer <laughs> sometimes to just be able to unplug the phone and not hear from us for a week? Or, you know, especially after you've come off a particularly grueling build or something that's gone back and forth. It, isn't that really one of the perks of being a freelancer as well as you have the liberty to say, I'm not available during this time? Well, uh, you, you and Jackie have been saying some really nice things. Uh, so I, I would probably keep the phone plugged in at the moment. Nice. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, of course, nice to disconnect. And I, I think that that is... Well, first of all, it's the same regardless of whether you're freelancing or in-house. Everybody needs to balance both their communication with their employer and their own personal relationship with how they interface with technology, like email cascades, if you're checking it on the beach on your vacation. Um, and a lot of that is involved both with the way that projects are managed and with the way that people schedule their own time and, and manage their own work-life balance. So in a, to your point, and in a slightly broader context, freelancing is uh, a, an extension of how, to man- how people manage their work-life balance. And it's still something that I'm working on. So it's not like I have a great idea and want to just, and I follow that dream and I can turn things off when I want. Um, because often freelancing can be the opposite of that, which is I am really trying to make clients happy. I want to succeed. I am feeling like I'm not making enough money. So I'm working pretty hard. So sometimes it's, it's where I'm keeping the phone on all the time. Right. <laughs> and I'm never turning people off. Um, but on the flip side of the coin, it, I would say that absolutely, with, with freelancing, it's nice to say, I'm going to take two weeks off. Um, and no one can say no. (laughs) Right. That's true. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, do you have, we, we hear so much about kind of the expansion of what people are calling the gig economy, whether it's Uber drivers or, you know, just the, the proliferation of the smaller short-term gig where you really kind of can set your own schedule. Do you, do you have a network of other freelancers who are working in web development that you uh, you know, consider uh, your network of, of cohorts or compatriots that that you you work sometimes together with, or, or uh, are you? I'm just curious to see what 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 that's uh, what that's like for you. Well, it depends. I wouldn't say that my I have a specific group that's all freelancers, and especially not web developers. In fact, I would uh, love to network with more freelance web developers. My my web developer friends, more uh, more of them are in-house uh, than freelancing, and off and they tend to be very happy. Um, at least in my experience, I tend to find software engineers and web developers to be a pretty content bunch, which is a great thing. Um, the other thing is that my, uh, some of the other freelancers I know are not necessarily in tech, but uh, photographers or print designers. Um, or even, you know, other, other disciplines that, um, aren't even necessarily in, in creative fields, but 
just all over the place. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, and depending on the day, I may or may not have someone to commiserate with my specific challenges on, <laughs> but for sure. Um, I, I feel like there is more and more a shift toward this gig economy where people want to take that leap and just float from project to project uh, instead of being sort of like the lifer mentality of I'm going to work 40 years for this company and get a Rolex and a pension. Right. Grant, that's the right answer because you know I've hounded you for years. Don't you have any good web developer friends? <laughs> <laughs> Whew, he was consistent. Thank goodness. Well, <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, I, I tell my, um, a lot of my web developer friends, why don't you freelance? It's, you know, <laughs> this and that. And usually they say, I love where I am. Why would I leave? You know, I can't argue with that. Well, Jackie, you, uh, one question for you and then, and then we'll wrap up. But I, do you, do you see as vital to the, our success as an agency, as someone who is watching the resources and allocating the resources, do you see a successful blend of in-house and freelance work together? Like, what are the strengths of that combination versus saying, you know, I, th- I think we get calls a lot of the time that says, oh, you can outsource this, this resource completely. And, you know, and I think the other end of the pendulum is no work with everybody house and, and, and staff up. But is there some secret about the blend of the two? Yeah. I mean, for sure. We've invested in our freelancers uh, with people like Grant. And when we need them, they are very versed in how we do things and it, we can call on them when we need them. And so it certainly works out from a business perspective there, we definitely see peaks in, in our cycle. So it's great to have those people, you know, ready, willing to jump in, um, and having them really well-versed in our system. I mean, you think about, uh, offshoring that has never been a successful model for us. Um, primarily because of what Grant was saying about, you know, just giving them 10 tickets in JIRA to accomplish. We need somebody that has sort of a different approach to things. So, we need our, our freelance pool is a critical component of what we do here, being able to take on new projects, especially with our timelines that we're used to working with. Well, I, I think that's a, a great note to end the conversation on. Grant and Jackie, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you, our listeners, if you're interested in either being a freelance friend for Grant or getting in touch with us to maybe freelance with us, please send us an email to podcast at situation.nyc. And uh, we would love to hear your feedback on the conversation. Grant, Jackie, thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. Bye.